Hello guys, welcome back to Andrea's podcast. So, it's been a little while. I kind of took a week off from my podcast last week. So, I was at the, the Diet Doc Owners annual conference where we all came together to actually talk about the future of our company and uh, also to brainstorm more ideas that we can bring to improve the quality of life and uh, service to our clients and um, it guys it was an amazing uh, weekend for me and I'm sure for all the owners as well but I want to actually talk about with you guys one of the things that uh, um, happened actually during during my trip and uh, that actually will be along with this podcast because I actually drove 680 miles from Maryland to Nashville and um, a lot of people were surprised because they like, wow, that was a long drive. And I actually love driving. I love uh, doing road trips. And I think that for me is just a way to kind of unplug from work. And um, being in the car and driving and listening to podcasts and audiobooks and uh, musics, I, I just feel like uh, I can enjoy myself if that even makes sense but one of the things that uh i i have to say is that those long drives really really put a lot of stress in my body and uh with that i noticed that once i got into my destination i was feeling very not only tired mentally and physically from the long drive, but also I was feeling very bloated. I was feeling um, a lot of other, other symptoms related with the stress of driving. And uh, actually, it was because of my cortisol levels, even though I was doing something that I enjoy, it was kind of a little high compared with my normal. So today's podcast, I actually want to talk about cortisol and how cortisol, uh, your cortisol levels can impact your, your overall health and also your hormone health. Um, I've been recovering from hormonal imbalances since 2015 when I decided to really change my entire diet and uh, I decided to change my approach to my exercise routines and uh, my self-care routine. So if some of you guys already know, and if you want to go back to my second podcast 
episode when I share my story with you guys. Um, a lot of you know that I had an eating disorder and uh, I suffer from depression and um, alcohol abuse. So with that, I, I created this huge imbalance in my body and my hormones. So my cortisol levels were way higher um, and uh, due to the eating disorder, I was not getting enough nutrients and calories to support my, my hormones um, production. So I ended up losing my period and uh, I became infertile and uh, also created other issues that now I'm reversing by doing a lot of self-care, focusing on the quality of the foods I'm eating, the amount of healthy fats I'm eating, the amount of carbohydrates I'm eating, and the amount of proteins I'm eating, along with, you know, going to discussing with my doctor, uh, what is the best approaches that I have to be taking. And now that I am back in school, learning about hormone health, and really, really is helping me to understand even more about our endocrinology endocrine sorry endocrine system and how our hormones um, can be impacted by the environment we are living in by the stressors by the foods we are eating by the quality of the foods we are eating by the toxins we are exposing ourselves every single day so it's so much um things that I have been learning that I really, really want to share with you guys bit, a little bit here and there uh, through my podcast and my posts on Facebook. And if you're not following me on Instagram yet, I highly recommend you to just check a sneak peek um, that I'm sharing a little bit more about how I'm healing my body through whole foods and also self-care routines. But today, I really want to talk about cortisol and uh, and how that really impacts our body. I don't know if you ever feel overly stressed or you feel very tired and uh, or maybe you even notice that you're gaining weight while despite if you are on a lower calorie or if you are changing your diet, uh, you're eating healthier, but you feel like you, even with all those changes, you are not losing weight, you're actually gaining weight. And uh, sometimes, you know, we needed to double check our cortisol levels too. So are they high? Are they, you know, low? Um, because if you are gaining weight and then you are eating super healthy, you're exercising, well, more likely that your cortisol levels are very high. So 
And it's funny because cortisol is often called the primary stress hormone, right? Because one of those main hormones we release when we are under any sort of pressure. And our evolutionary, like based fight or flight response kicks into gear. So the way I like to see is that like, you know, the way I imagine is like when you're feeling stressed, it's just like when it's like when you're in a jungle or in a forest or on the safari. Let's put those words away. Um, And then you see a tiger and then the tiger wants to just, they start chasing you. Well, the first response, like seriously, the cortis, your stress hormones going to kick in super fast. And trust me, you're going to run like you never run in your entire life. It's just that response. The thing is like, you know, uh, cortisol is great. It's very healthy, but we actually are living in this stress mode, this fight or fight response all the time. When we are driving, when we are, um, on, you know, at work, we are short temper, we are constantly just responding, or we are reacting very fast. So we are constantly under stress. So while producing cortisol is very necessary for life and help us like stay motivated, awake and responsive to our environment, Maintain abnormally high circulation, cortisol levels can become very dangerous and uh, can also contribute to long-term problems. So long-term use or um, use of corticosteroids I'm learning all those words, guys. It's very complicated. And chronic stress are two of the biggest con- contributors to high cortisol. So chronic high cortisol productions is tied to symptoms and alignments, including weight gain, anxiety, sleep disorders, hormonal imbalances, and fertility pa- problems, in addition to many other problems. The good news, guys, is there are many natural ways that we can get our cortisol levels in check. And uh, for instance, adaptogen herbs are known to lower cortisol. And uh, But this is just the, the tip of the iceberg. I want to get, I'm going to give you guys six steps and how to lower your cortisol levels in a natural way. And, uh, but before that, I really want to talk about what is cortisol. So the adrenal gland following signals from the hypothalamus and pituitary gland is responsible for the secretion of cortisol. So it's a type of essential glucocorticoid steroid hormone. So cortisol levels are highest 
in the morning around 7 a.m. and the lowest at night. So we call that as a diurnal rhythm. So cortisol is also present in both chronically stressed individuals and those who are perfectly, perfectly healthy. Uh, cortisol is a vital hormone and possesses dozens of different purposes within the body and makes numerous chemical interactions every single day. So, and now you ask, what is cortisol exactly, right? So cortisol receptors are scattered through the entire body and it's found in nearly every single cell and serve different essential functions, including helping to keep us awake and alert, preventing fatigue and or brain fog, keeping our metabolisms running. So that means helps us burn fat for energy. Cortisol also balance blood sugar levels since it allows cells to take up and use glucose for energy. Cortisol, healthy cortisol levels, reduce inflammation and help with healing. Helps to balance fluid levels based on salt and water intake. Contributes to control over blood pressure helps with many cognitive processes like learning and memory formulation, allow us to respond to and escape perceived dangers. Remember that fight or flight response. Help to develop the fetus during pregnancy. So, Cortisol, healthy cortisol levels are important for our body function. So the levels of cortisol rise when the pituitary gland releases another hormone called adrenocorticotropic hormone known as ACTH. Sorry, guys. It's very difficult for me to to say those words, those words, especially with my accent. So thanks so much for just kind of really, really staying with me while I'm trying to pronounce all this difficult, long words. But the great, the great thing is that they have acronyms and ACTH signals the adrenals to pump out more cortisol. Okay. So why does this happen? Many different things trigger this release, including various forms of physical or emotional stress or a poor lifestyle, too little sleep or illnesses and infections. So, you know, releasing a lot of um, cortisol in our system it's not a healthy and uh, you will see that you might encounter a lot of symptoms of high cortisol levels such as weight gain 
especially around the abdomen and the stomach area. A puff or flushed face, if you feel like it's constantly like very puffing in your face, you might want to check your cortisol levels. If you're constantly having mood swings, if you're feeling anxiety all the time, if you're urinating, urinating a lot or peeing a lot, if you're having irregular periods or infertility problems like I was having, so I knew like something was wrong with me. If your immune system are very low and you're more susceptible to infections, if you have a high blood pressure, acne or other changes in your skin because affects your your body in a way your hormones right so remember you might want to check that higher risk for bone fractures and osteoporosis muscle aches and pain so you're not recovering well change in your libido or if you're feeling very thirsty all the time you might want to really talk with your physician and ask for a, a cortisol blood test. So some of the symptoms of high cortisol levels, according to the research done by the Genetics Learn Science Center, the long-term dangers of having high cortisol is that Actives, sorry, it's at activates the high, the flight, the fight or flight response, which temporarily shuts down normal reproduct, digestive, and immune functions. The body targets the symptoms for shutdown because it doesn't need them to immediately survival. So the sensory nerves, uh, nerve cells pass the perception of a treat or stress from the environment to the hypothalamus in the brain. The signals the pituitary and the primary adrenal glands to produce more cortisol. If the cycle goes on for too long, guys, someone becomes more susceptible to all sorts of illness, infections, and hormonal problems. Some clues that it might signal you're living high cortisol levels, again, you know, includes weight gain, like I mentioned, you know, puffiness around your face, mood swings, and other things that you should be really, really um, check with your, your, your doctor. So... Some of the causes of high cortisol levels, you might find that you have you might have a lot of underlying conditions that could be contributing to your high cortisol levels. 
cortisol levels actually tends to go up as perceived stress goes up. So anything that triggers a negative mind state, think like anxiety, worry, anger, or frustration, contributes to high cortisol levels. Medication use, inflammation, poor sleep, and poor diet can also trigger high cortisol levels by altering hormone balances and negatively uh, impacting your immune system. Some medications also um, can impact your cortisol levels. Medications like a hydrocortisone, prednisone, and uh, other medications that treat inflammatory-related diseases or symptoms are common causes of high cortisol levels. So another major factor that uh, can contribute to your high cortisol levels are depression. If you are over-exercising or over-training, like I was, especially if you are an athlete, it's very difficult to manage that um, balance between training and uh, rest. So you have to be very aware and put emphasis on the quality of your sleep and uh, also your self-care. Nutrient deficiencies, deficiencies, like I mentioned before, I was under eating. I was not getting enough nutrients in my diet. And uh, when I was binge eating, I was binge eating in fast food. So the quality of the foods that I was eating, even though I was eating a lot of calories, they were not a high quality calories. They were very poor quality calories. Addictions can definitely contribute to your high cortisol levels, especially if you are abusing a lot of alcohol or drugs. If you have higher than normal range of estrogen levels, malnourished in eating disorders like i mentioned i had an eating disorder and i definitely i was mal malnutrition see if you have severe kidney or liver disease hyperthyroidism obesity pregnancy or if you're taking birth control pills if you had a recent surgery, illness, injury, or whole body infection, which all trigger infections or inflammations. So you can actually ask your doctor for high cortisol testing and diagnosis. And here's how. So your doctor can order a number of tests to determine if you have abnormality uh, high cortisol levels. So both blood and pee testing help re reveal a problem. But a 24-hour urine test is used more often than a cortisol blood test to diagnose 
Cushion disease or cushion disease or syndrome. So I definitely, you know, would definitely when I was going through my my recovery in the beginning of my recovery journey, um, my physician and I, we had a lot of blood work done, especially to check all my hormone levels um, and my cortisol levels were way, way out, what of, out of whack. So just by that was creating so much other issues with my other hormones such as my progesterone my testosterone levels my estrogen levels um thank god i didn't have any issues with my thyroid um but my other hormones were all all of a whack so we definitely we decide to start taking care not only of my diet with introducing more quality foods in my diet and increasing the calories and decreasing the exercise, but also implementing a lot of self-care and uh, making sure that I was having a lot of um, uh, quality of sleep. So here is my six steps that can help you to lower your cortisol levels in a natural way. Because we all can greatly help manage our cortisol levels and we can definitely regain our health by just changing, guys, our diets, our exercise routine, our sleep, and our stress levels. Let's assume that you are, you know, you don't have any like serious issues as such as a cushion disease. Diagnosed by your doctor and you just have high cortisol levels and you feel like stressed all the time and, uh, you know, having the symptoms, like I mentioned, weight gain, fogginess, maybe you have a lot of acne, um, you feel tired all the time, very fatigued, and uh, you're constantly sick. So if you are having just uh, like those symptoms, just by switching a few things, may help you to improve your quality of life and reduce those cortisol levels. And here are some of the things that I've done and I recommend my clients to do as well. Switching, number one, is switching to a whole food diet, more anti-inflammatory diet. So if you're eating a lot of, uh, let's say, fast food or a lot of refined sugars, 
you know, a lot of refined and processed foods. That will impact a lot of your blood sugar levels. And, um, and it can cause a lot of high levels of inflammation. And that can contribute to your cortisol levels and other, other hormonal imbalances too, guys, that I'm not going to be talking here. But following anti-inflammatory diet, low in processed foods and high in antioxidants. So we want to focus in on a lot of, you know, fruits, vegetables, and uh, whole grains, not processed grains. Um, high quality of proteins, high quality fats, and uh, f- having a lot of fiber in our diets. They are keys f- to balance your hormones, to control your cravings, and get you on the right track. And interesting enough, because the same strategies can also help you with your adrenal support, allowing you to reach and maintain a healthy weight, boosting energy during the day, and help you sleep better at night. So, here's are some of the most significant dietary contributors to inflammation and high cortisol levels. High sugar, high glycemic diet, just thinking about like um, if you're eating a lot of packaged foods, refined grains, products, sugar drinks, and snacks. So that means that, yeah, we might want to reevaluate that, revisit, and uh, start avoiding that as much as possible. If you're consuming high amounts of refined and trans fats, so look at your labels, learn how to read your labels. If you're drinking too much caffeine and alcohol, that definitely can contribute to your high cortisol levels. If you're experiencing insufficient intakes of micronutrients and antioxidants. So the micronutrients will be your vitamins and minerals, right? So if you're not eating enough um, fruits and vegetables, especially like if you're not eating at rainbow of colors on a daily basis well most likely that you are deficient on those key nutrients and if your body not receiving those key nutrients most likely that is not a performing at it optimal right and uh, if you are not consuming enough fiber the average american consumes about 10 grams of fiber a day and we should be consuming, guys, between 26 to 36 grams each day. So focusing on high fiber foods, you know, start there. And because if you're not getting enough fiber, it makes hard to balance blood sugar. Because again, if you're eating a lot of sugar or processed foods, let's say, um, a pro like a let's say I'm gonna put it here in an example. Let's say if you're eating a not eating but you're drinking a fruit juice versus eating the the fruit, right? So the fruit juice is a straight fructose, is a straight sugar from the fruit. 
So it goes straight to your system very quickly. It's going to rise that spike, that uh, blood sugar, that insulin level. Now, if you're eating the whole foods because contain the fiber, will slow down that process. So you have making sure that you can switch instead of drink the, the juice, eat the fruit. That will help you to add more fiber into your diet. And if you're not consuming enough healthy fats or protein, which can lead also hunger, weight gain, and high blood sugar. So instead of that, guys, I suggest you guys to switch to a low glycemic diet, including healthy fats and proteins which with every single meal. Now, reduce and manage stress. Chronic stress is now linked with just about every health problems out there. Stress affects most people at least to some degree and impacts health by sending chemical signals around the body, including the heart and blood vessels, immune system, lungs, digestive system, sensory organs and brains. Stress has the power to increase breathing, heart rate, pain and muscle tension, your appetite, including overeating, and sleep guys related problems so things that you can do to help manage you with your stress is meditation or mindfulness i love using apps like guided meditation apps and my favorite is timer um i listen to a guided medita- meditation every single morning only takes me between 5 to 20 minutes depending how much time i have during the day other techniques you can uh, introduce into your lifestyle is acupuncture, deep breathing, exercise, spend time in nature and outdoors. Those things are great for you to practice that mindfulness and just release some of the stress of your day. Exercise regularly will be another thing, guys, that would, you know, um, and it, it's funny because um, they had a research at published by Harvard Medical School that showing that a regular exercise about 30 to 60 minutes most days of the week. It's one of the best ways to manage stress, balance hormones, sleep better, and aid normal metabolic functions. So you can see that exercise on a regular basis really help you to release a lot of stressors but again depends on the intensity you don't want to be overtraining either so pay attention on how much you are doing but 30 minutes you know um should be plenty you can go for a walk do a quick you know full body workout um, and allow your body to rest so Another thing that I have been using is adaptogen herbs and superfoods. Adaptogen herbs naturally lower high cortisol levels in several in several key ways. They help balance hormones, reduce inflammation due to their strong antioxidant, antiviral, and antibacterial uh, effects. Have natural antidepressants effects, lower fatigue and help balance blood pressure and blood sugar levels. 
Many adaptogens such as reishi mushrooms. I love reishi. Oh my gosh, I use that for uh, on my coffee in the morning, and also I add into my oats, my overnight oats every single day. And cocoa, and cocoa have been safely used for thousands of years to promote better overall health with little to no side effects. So there are at least 16 different proven adaptogenic herbs that can help lower cortisol levels. And here are some of them. Ashwagandha, astragalus, licorine root, holy basil, Medical mushrooms include reishi and cardiceps and rhodiola and many other ones. So another thing too I like to use are essential oils to promote relaxation. And uh, they're just kind of similar to, to the adaptogen herbs. They are also very helpful to fight stress and balance hormones essentials oils like lavender frankincense and bergamot contain potent potent active ingredients that have been shown to naturally lower cortisol reduce inflammation improve immunity and help with sleep and digestive functions so i definitely would um, get some essential oils and uh, just make sure that they are organic and uh, certified essential oils and try to get it in a pure form and start using that. You know, a drop mixed with some coconut oil and uh, you can put a drop in your wrist, you can smell um, and that helps to promote that relaxation. I always put in on a little, little, carry bottle with me a roll on little bottle and i spray or i roll it in my skin during the day just to help me to bring myself back to i, I like to call bring myself back to home just to remind me to relax and to stay calm as much as possible and uh the last thing I would say, guys, is getting enough sleep. You know, sleep is very important for to help us to regulate our um, cortisol or to control cortisol production. Um, so getting enough sleep is very important. And that depends in person to person you know but between seven to nine hours of sleep each night would be this uh the most effective uh to reduce your cortisol levels but i know a lot of people don't have that luxury and they might work shift to works work so if that's your case quality of sleep would be very important so use like dark blinds in your room make sure that everything's dark um that can help you to have that high quality of sleep and uh you know cut off your screen time at least 30 minutes prior your you go to sleep 
and uh, just make your your bed as a sacred space like Brian and I our bedroom is just for sleep because we don't have TVs in there we don't have nothing even we don't even have a alarm clock because of that light we don't want that so we use our watches as an alarm clock so emphasizing those things guys those steps can help you to minimize or to uh, decrease your cortisol levels your stress levels and uh, you will see that as you start feeling better your my your body starts to change you might start losing weight because again you're emphasizing more in quality of foods you're emphasizing on exercise in a therapeutic way you're emphasizing your self-care and your sleep so things start coming along together and uh, you will notice that might not be just about cutting the calories you know or having the latest uh, diet that's gonna help you to lose weight but maybe you're not a losing weight because of your hormones are out of whack so let me know what type of techniques you use yourself to reduce or to control your cortisol levels or stress levels what things do you like to do on a daily basis or you practice on a daily basis that I would like to share with me? I would love to hear because I'm always learning more and more and more because I want to start to implement more things that I can, um, that can help me to really reduce the stresses in my life because again, we have a lot of different stressors every single day, either at work, either in your personal life or, you know, um, or minor stressors, right? Maybe someone asking you a last minute thing and then you like get all stressed. So those things, they might not be chronic, they just acute stressors. But if you are not uh, actually implementing some relaxation techniques in your life those stressors the acute stressors can become chronic and chronic once it's chronic it can become very dangerous to our own health so i hope this podcast was helpful to you and if you like please share with your friends um follow me on instagram i would love to hear from you there my Instagram is AKG as in dog underscore nutrition underscore nutrition. I'm sorry. AKG as in dog underscore fitness underscore nutrition underscore. Or you can go on my website, andreacawanodupui.com and leave me a comment in there. So guys, I hope you guys are having an awesome day and uh, stay tuned for our next episode. Talk to you soon.